Let's get some rain amounts here. What did we get? Inch and a half. That's what we got at home. Over to Oh, well, okay. You're more anointed than the preacher. Dan, what did you get? Thielen? Two. Well, out here was four and a half. As you can see, we're all stained with rain. But you know what? I can take it. I, I want to read to you some scriptures because I, I was thinking about it. I was sitting last night in the garage, Mike, and I were just sitting watching the rain. Jeremiah 5.24 says, referring to God, who gives rain both the former and the latter in its season. He reserves for us the appointed weeks of the harvest. So rain is vital for the harvest. Spiritual rain is vital for a harvest, a spiritual harvest. Matthew 5.45 says, He makes the, His sun rise on the evil and the good, and He sends rain on the just and the unjust. Deuteronomy 28.12, The Lord will open to you His good treasure, our storehouse, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. Psalm 147, verse 7, Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. We should today, Amen. Sing praises on the harp to our God. Does Abe play harp? I don't know. A well, guitar's all right. Who covers the heavens with clouds, who prepares rain for the earth, who makes grass to grow on the mountains. Acts fourteen seventeen. Nevertheless, he did not le um, leave himself without witness in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons filling our hearts with food and gladness. And then there's a, a psalm, it's Psalm 72, verse 5. It says, They shall fear you as long as the sun and moon endure, endure throughout all generations. He shall come down like rain upon the grass before mowing, like showers that water the earth. In his days the righteous shall flourish. I'm giving you a lot of rain scriptures today. Here's one um, in Isaiah. And you all know this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and does not return there, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. It will prosper in the thing that I send it to. And then one more in James chapter 5, verse 7. Therefore be patient, Harvest Church, until the coming of the Lord. For See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it. It, until it receives the early and latter rain, you shall be patient also. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Amen. So I think let's stand up today. I, I think we've got a lot to be thankful for this morning. Amen. Let's worship Him.
Lord, I thank you for returning our eyes to you. In the areas of our life where we've gotten off track, we've gotten distracted, we've been focusing on other things. I thank you, Lord, that you are our vision. Thank you for spiritual perspective. Thank you for a heavenly, divine perspective.
open up my eyes to be Oh, open up my Yeah. 
be seated this morning. Let the Spirit of the Lord minister to you this morning. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Restore your joy. Let it flow, the joy of the Lord. Joy of the Lord, oh, let it fill my soul, and let it cover me, Lord, the joy of the Lord, for your mercy is new. Every single morning And you renew my strength Every day So I'm trusting your word And I believe in what you say Spirit of the Lord, so let it flow. Spirit of the Lord, let it flow. Spirit of the Lord. 
Let it pour from my soul For you feel me, Lord With the Spirit of the Lord Overflow, overflow, overflow Overflow, overflow, overflow Overflow, overflow, overflow The Spirit of the Lord For your mercy is new Every single morning And you renew my strength Every day So I'm trusting your word And I believe in what you say I'm following your spirit I'm following your voice Spirit of the Lord Overflow, overflow, overflow Overflow, 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 the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord. Spirit of grace is in this place. Minister to your people today, Holy Spirit, that which they need. We purpose, Lord, to press into you this morning. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Amen.
Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Kathy. I have a few quick announcements, and then Scott's going to teach on alms again. So Tuesday night at 6 o'clock is Patriots United here. Wednesday at 7 is our midweek service. On August 26th is Jesus Day. Jesus Day is a one-day evangelistic extravaganza for kids first to sixth grade. And so we have that coming up. We have a sheet in the back. If you would like to help, you can sign up for that. Then last week I talk, we talked, we want to give all the kids and all the workers T-shirts for that. And so we were going to receive an offering next week for that. But I want to also explain, we have three missionaries that we support. Mike Keys to the Philippines. He will be here on July 23rd. Jeff Rogers to Africa, he will be, if everything goes right, he will be here in November. He hasn't been here for a long time. And then we we support those two monthly, all the time. And then we have a third one. His name is Stephen Retoad. Stephen grew up in India, but his ministry is based out of Tulsa, and he just does trips. And he go, he's a man of steel. He Amen. goes to the hard places. He goes into Africa and Southeast Asia. He called Mike yesterday. And let me, can I mm-hmm. interrupt you? We were sitting <coughs> Friday night in this new Indian restaurant. How many have eaten there? Aroma Circuit. Aroma Circuit. Let me raise your hand. Okay. Well, I was, wasn't too excited about going. Really didn't want to go. Even tempted not to go with them. But I thought, well, it wouldn't hurt to have change. You know, change is good. And we went there, and we were so blessed. The doctor that owns the restaurant came up and told us how to order. Because I was thinking, oh. And we, it, the food was phenomenal. So get out of your comfort zone. But I thought it was, we were telling him about, we have a missionary in India. And here the next... It was last night I was in here praying and I got this text from Stephen and he said, and he's a man of God and he's a man of integrity. And he says, he always, he, he calls me a man of God. He says, I'm praying for you that you'll have a blessed service. I'm going overseas. It's been three years. He didn't ask for money. He just doesn't like that. So I'm, immediately I said, we want to get involved. We want to sow, sow an offering. What do you need? Well, he wouldn't say. He just says, airfare's up 30%. So... Go ahead. So this is what we're going to do. Next week we are going to receive an offering. We would like to send Stephen at least $1,000 for his trip. And then we also need close to 1000 for T-shirts and some of that stuff for Jesus Day. So rather than do two separate ones, we're going to receive one offering over and above your tithes next week. And the first thousand of that will go to Stephen. Stephen will be first. We'll put him first. And anything over and above that we will use for T-shirts in Jesus' day. So just be prepared. Do what you can do, what it's in your heart to do, that you can give cheerfully. But this is an opportunity to sow seed. So that will be next week. Scott? You're adding way more on my plate. Oh. I can't even get started into this yet. Uh, Abe, Father's well and pleased. Awesome today. I'm glad Pastor stopped it. 
I was not sensing. But the words are the songs. God is speaking. And if you're listening while He is speaking, we need to open up, uh, especially what Pastor was talking when he stopped it. Holy Spirit says, we need to enter in. When you come into this house of worship, you need to be prepared. Your luggage needs to stay out there. He'll deal with it, but his attention needs to be, you need to be focused on him when you come in here. And then you'll see things disappear and disperse. Oh, man, this is good. I'm Stephen Retolt. I was wondering about him because he's an amazing man of God. And his story, his story about who he is and where he came from was awesome. So last week we left off where Jesus was telling everyone in the heart of the Father, um, be an example, show mercy. I want to start by going into the Sermon of the Mount, and that's in Matthew 6, 1 through 4. I'm just going to condense it down. It's, what it's telling us is the glory. i got to move again. The glory is God, not our own. In other words, God is, or Jesus is telling us in this scripture to not boast ourselves up. This isn't about you. Don't be showing it in front of everybody. Don't be telling everybody about it. He said you'll have your reward if you do that. But if you do it honestly and you share it and you're just with God, He knows your heart, He will openly reward you. And I'll get in, it'll get, as this progresses, you'll understand what that actually means. In Proverbs 19.17, it states, If we care for the poor, God will pay it back. Do you know that when you give to the poor, you're actually lending to God? This is very important. It'll come, the ending will come back to this. And last week we talked about Proverbs 28, 27. I won't go very much into that. That's just where it's saying that don't turn a blind eye or you will receive many curses. We don't want that part, so we're going on to the better, the latter part of this. And Luke and all these scriptures are all tied back to the heart, heart's attitude and your motives. So in Luke's 12, Luke 12, verse 33 through 34, Pastor, I think everybody that's ever been up this pulpit has talked about this scripture. It says, where your treasure is, there also your heart will be. Very important to know what you're focused on. Proverbs 11:18. It tells us to sow righteousness and you will be rewarded. Another thing on the heart of man is in Galatians 6, 8. He that sows from the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But if we sow from the Spirit, we shall reap the Spirit, things of the Spirit. He put me on this one for a while. He wanted me to decipher and break this down a little more. And there's more to this than I could probably write a whole book of this, just of that scripture. So from the spirit. So he's talking about from the heart. Your spirit man. Everything is tied back to that. How is your heart when you're sowing? Where is it at? Are you just sowing it because of a religious standpoint that I'm supposed to do this? Or is your heart in line with the fathers? And you want to meet the needs and you feel pity for those that are suffering. Remember where we all came from before we became born again, before we became those that are loved by God. We were all suffering, but he came and he rescued us. Never forget that. Never forget where you came from. 
We're not better than anyone, not more righteous than anyone. Pastor always brings that up. Don't ever think that you are, because you aren't. Luke 6:38. Given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Man shall give into your bosom. For the same measure that you give should be given back to you again. And that scripture set us. Second Corinthians nine six ties right into this one. How you sow shall be how you reap. So that's those two scriptures are telling me this is a principle of synergy. From the heart though. It's very important that you get it from the heart. So if you give a dollar of a, of a person that is poor, like the lady with the two mites, and then you have another richer person, and they also give a dollar. Well, I can match her. There's a heart issue thing going on there. So you will receive the same measure in which you sow. That's what that means right there. Give the best you can. You have an opportunity. Pastor Kathy gave it to us to sow next week. If you use it, I guarantee you God's going to move. I promise you He will move. Well, let's see. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 9.7. This is where it all ties back. God loves a cheerful giver. If you're not a cheerful giver, it's not going to profit you anything. Let that soak in. I mean, you, you can't give it out of a grudged heart. There's no, no way you're going to get anything back from God on that. I'm going to bring it back to all together in one scripture of Mark 10:21. And this is where the man, I believe he was a Pharisee. When he came to God, he thought he had it all down. He thought he was more righteous than anyone because he was doing all these things. And he wanted to know... What else can I do? Well, this is what the Holy Spirit gave me. This man was so rich of himself in the flesh, he forgot about his heavenly treasure. When you give to the poor, you invest in the heavenly treasure, and it will open account in heaven, and we will be able to draw from it at any time. That is for here, not for later. It's very important to understand that. When you give to the poor, God will strategically place people around you to meet your need. When we give to the poor, it ties back to the scripture I was telling you about, you are lending to God. And in due time, He will repay you. When you start having pity and showing mercy on the poor, God will open the windows of heaven upon you. Spiritual blessings followed by natural blessings. Notice that spiritual blessings were first. God cares about our physical needs, but He wants our hearts to be tuned into His Spirit, into His heart, which are spiritual. You see, when we flow in the Spirit, all of the natural needs will always be met. That He had me highlight. When you flow in the Spirit, all of your natural needs will be met. Now to bring this to a close, I got this this morning. To walk in the fullness of His power, authority, and dominion, we need to get our hearts in line with His by renewing our mind and spending time in His presence and through praise and worship. And once we are one with Him, 
we can speak out His will and His word in our desires, backed by His authority that God gave us. When this happens, everything will be open to you. Everything that you've ever wanted and needed will happen. First seek ye the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. Ushers, kindly wait on the people, please. like to have him up here soon. He was uh, a drug lord in India. Back in the day, had hair clear down to here and ran a network of drug dealers. Then he got a degree in petroleum engineer and the whole thing and his family had a Methodist background. There were Methodist preachers. In fact, his brother was a Methodist preacher in Nebraska. But uh, Kathy made this remark, and it's true, you know. I came home, I made the executive decision last night, we're going to sow an offering. And then I come home and I tell her, and she says, but you remember we've got to receive an offering for the Jesus Day and this and that. I said, don't worry about it. So we're putting him first, because he's ministering to the poor, reaching kids that are poor. So if we put him first, God will take care of us. Amen. We're on the subject of the anointing. The anointing is the power of God, the presence of God. And you can be in a service when the corporate anointing comes and you can sense it. It's powerful. It's, it's like electricity in the natural. God is real. His presence is powerful. And in these last days we need it. And so we need to always have that heart's attitude in welcome, welcoming the Holy Spirit. We said our purpose is to gain understanding of the anointing, the person, the power of the Holy Spirit, and its purpose in the life of the believer. God's given His people the anointing of the Holy Spirit so they can be taught, led, and empowered to set the captives free. Isaiah, Isaiah 10.27 says, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. So the anointing comes, fills the presence, or fills the, the place, the church, and people can be healed, 
instantly. Delivered from drug addiction and alcoholism instantly. And that, those are the days we're coming into. Those are the days we are going to enter and are entering in now, I believe. And so we've got to keep our hearts right, our motives pure, walk in integrity, and develop the fruit of the Spirit. We said in order for the anointing to flow freely in a believer's life, the individual must submit to the Holy Spirit in the development of both the gifts and the fruits. So people can operate in the anointing of God ministers through the years when there was great outpourings of the Spirit. You look back in history, great manifestations. But there was not the godly character and the fruit. In these last days, there will be people flowing in the Spirit and the anointing of God who have taken the time to develop the character. Godly character on the inside. And when you have godly character and godly fruit coupled with the anointing, it's going to be powerful and it's going to last. Spiritual fruit enhances spiritual gifts. Amen? We said Christians, we're the body of Christ. Amen? Jesus, of course, is the head we're the body, so we should flow with the anointing just like Jesus. Amen? The holy anointing oil was a mixture. This is where we're going. The holy oil was a mixture of spices used to represent the presence of the Spirit, or the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. It consisted of four costly spices added to the olive oil. Each spice represents a characteristic of the Spirit that must be developed in our hearts. First one was myrrh, say myrrh. And it represents submission to God and service to others. Submission, say it, submission to God and service to others. That's what that anointing or that myrrh represents. The anointing of the Spirit will only flow through those who have laid down their lives for Jesus. Amen. Then we said sweet cinnamon represents holiness and integrity. Believers are living among a corrupt society. Do you think we're living in a corrupt society with a corrupt government? Sure we are. So we're living in that, but we must at the same time influence that corrupt society with integrity and truth. That's simple. So let's go on to the third one. Calamus. Say Calamus. Is that where you fish? Is that why you do so well at Calamus? Because it's anointed. It's one of the spices. Calamus was a tall reed. Now I'm going to read this, so we're going to go faster today. Calamus was a tall reed that grew in a hostile environment of miry clay. Are we living in a corrupt society and a hostile environment? Yes. The word literally means a branch or reed. Say branch. Or read. Calamus represents, now listen, a living, abiding relationship with Jesus as the vine, and we are the branches. John 15, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. 
So in these last days, with all the corruption and the hostile environment, we can't do anything influencing a society like that unless we're abiding in Jesus. Bottom line. Abiding in the Word. Amen? So, Calamus grew in that kind of environment and it was difficult. And it's the same with, with us if we do not abide in the vine. And I, I was remembering this Scripture. I love this Scripture. It's like Psalm chapter 1, but it's in Jeremiah 17. It says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when he comes. So when things in the days ahead get <laughs> get a little harder a little more difficult, when the heat comes, we can still produce. And we'll not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. So no, it doesn't make any difference what's going on in the economy in the world. I know you people that have businesses. I mean, it's, it's a, kind of a scary time. But if you're hooked up to the vine, you're going to be all right. But if you pull away from the Word of God and from the church and from daily fellowship with Him, you're going to struggle. Amen? If you and I do not maintain our relationship with Jesus, the anointing will help us bear lasting fruit no matter what circumstances. If you and I can maintain our relationship with Jesus, it doesn't make any difference what's going on we can still bear fruit. Amen? Sam, a fruit bearer. Now, the fourth one was, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, C-A-S-S-I-A, I'm going to say cassia. And this is the definition of this spice. Like cinnamon, cassia is found in the bark of a shrub. The root of the word means bowing down or shriveled, as in bowing down in worship, and in prayer. See, all these spices, if we'll study the characteristics and apply them to our hearts, we'll see some things. There will be no strong anointing without prayer and worship. You're not going to have a strong anointing in the days ahead without prayer and worship. Prayer and worship is vital. I, I wrote this down. I found this. So I thought this was good. Worship is not just an act. It's a state of being. Worship just isn't coming in here on Sunday morning for 15, 20 minutes and worshiping God. It's a state of being. It's who you are. Every day, 24-7, you should be hooked up to the vine. You know, that's why last night, I don't know how many times... When I left church and hadn't begun to rain yesterday, and I, I just went down the road and I said, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for sufficient rain. And, you know, it wasn't but a few hours later, there's the rain. And then, though, I bet a half a dozen times, even in the night, Thank you, Father, for the rain. It's an attitude. You want a good job, then have an attitude. A good attitude. You want to be blessed? Have a good attitude. And remember to thank 
Our Heavenly Father, every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, in whom there's no variableness, no shadow of turning. You know, how many of you like to hear a thank you? Yeah, I, every, you know, a preacher does a sermon, that was a good sermon, thank you, pastor. Hint, hint. Honk, honk. You do a good job for somebody. Don't you like it when they say thank you? So remember, when the Father blesses you, He is good. So, so good. And His mercy endures forever. Thank Him for it. You guys, you got a couple in here that have construction businesses. Ever get a job, you say, oh my God, why did I say yes to do this? Oh no, I think they're, they're, they're much happier doing it because they had a few before that that... That was a struggle. But remember when you're blessed and thank Him. It's that simple. It's an attitude of worship. True worship leads to a total surrender to the Lordship of Jesus. The word cassia means to stoop. This represents you and I humbling ourselves in total surrender to the will of God. Cassia grew in high altitudes. This is good. Cassia grew in high altitudes, symbolizing exaltation comes only after seasons of bowing down before God. (laughs) That's where it grew. But after seasons of struggle and pressing in, in prayer and in worship and humbling yourself before God, then you are exalted. Only then. And if you don't have that kind of heart's attitude, and if it's hard for you to bow down, folks, you better learn to humble yourself before the, under the mighty hand of God. Because if, if you don't humble yourself, He'll find a way to humble you. I'd rather humble myself. True worship leads to a total surrender to the Lordship of Jesus. Remember what John the Baptist said? He must increase. I must decrease. We're living in the days where you and I must decrease. It's that simple. The true anointing flows out of believers who are submitted to God in worship and prayer. Okay, those were the four spices. And, you know, if you come to church here, you can get kind of a synopsis here of what, what we're teaching now, they added those four spices. What was the last thing that they put in those spices? Olive oil. Olive oil. Oh, I didn't even know that. Have you been doing that up there? I didn't even know that. I'm, yeah. Olive oil was the ingredient that bound all the spices together. The olive tree grew slowly and continued to bear fruit even after a great age. Before it died, new branches sprouted from its roots. That's cool. The blending together of sweet and bitter spices, and those four spices were bitter and sweet. The blending together of sweet and bitter spices speaks, now this is so important, speaks of unity. The unity involved in the holy anointing of the Lord upon His ministers. Now, I'll read this to you in... And uh, you, you're familiar with this in uh, 
Psalms 133. How, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil, say precious oil, upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life. Olive oil was the ingredient that took and bound all these spices together. You remember the prayer Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane? We've talked about that in the past. It was the, what does Gethsemane, Gethsemane mean? Oil press. Jesus was in the oil press. The apostles were in the oil press. How many of you have ever felt like you were in the oil Press, But when the pressing's done, that anointing flows. Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane was where he agonized for the church to become one body. Those who make it their aim to bring the body of Christ together as one will find the anointing abiding on their lives and their ministries. Let me say that again. Those who make it their aim to bring the body of Christ together as one will find the anointing abiding on their life and their ministries. In John chapter 19, I'm almost done. Oh, he says in verse 20, 17, excuse me. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one. Say one. As you, Father, are in me and I in you, that also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. See, in these last days, the body of Christ is going to have to flow as one. There's not going to be a, you know, the, the Hollywood preacher anymore. Oh, there, there could be, but the real church, the remnant church, is going to begin to flow together as one. We've got gifts in this body. Everyone is different. Would you agree? We're all different personalities. We all have different giftings, but we need each other. And folks, I know it's hard to put up with some of you. It's hard for you to put up with me sometimes because I'm really different. Like Caleb says, I'm just a walking progressive commercial. We went out to that Indian restaurant and I'm sitting, the doctor comes up and he starts doing his own, and I kept my mouth shut. But then I had to open up and ask about some things. And I looked later when he left. I said, Caleb, was, uh, he said, you were getting close to being a progressive commercial. <laughs> but we all need each other. Look at your neighbor and say, I need you. Those who make it their aim to bring the body of Christ together as one will find the anointing resting upon them. I want the anointing to rest upon you. I want the anointing of God to rest upon this congregation. So we're going to have to put up with each other in the days ahead. Some, some days we'll rub each other the wrong way. Got real quiet. Oh yeah, we will. Because we're all different. 
You know, when she gives me the look, I just back down. So, you know, you don't, don't worry about me. She'll take care of me. She'll put me in my place. She's done it many times, and she'll have to do it many times in the days ahead. We all need somebody to do that. Disregarding God's commands when flowing in the anointing. Now listen, will result in being cut off from your part of the body or your ministry. Disregarding God's commands when flowing in the anointing will result in you being cut off from your part of the body. The holy oil will not be used except in submission to God's order and design. Let me say it again. The holy oil, the anointing oil, will not be used or flow except in submission to God's order and design. The anointing is holy and precious. Say that with me. The anointing is holy and precious. Say this. It's costly. The one thing that we've struggled through the years, I am done. Stand up. And then breathe a sigh of relief. Preacher's done. Almost. The thing in, in, in with this church, now listen carefully, folks, that will differentiate from other churches is our church government. Because that has a lot to do with order and how God will flow. And if you and I don't understand God's order in the days ahead, we're going to be scratching our heads and wondering where we fit. You've got to understand there's an authority in God. In God's kingdom, it's kingdom authority. And it's not about what I want or you want, it's about what He wants. It's His kingdom. It's not run by a board. He is the head of the church. And that's why it's so important that you pray for your leadership, you pray for your pastors. Because divine order will bring the anointing of all. We're going to get into that in Chronicles. When they got into the old te- the temple and they came in, the priests and the trumpets, and they all came together as one body and made one sound, the anointing of God fell and the priests could not even remain standing because the power of God hit them and they fell. Order, authority is so important. That's a whole other message. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for these spices that represent characteristics, that fruit that we need to develop in our own lives. Help each one of us, Lord God, recognize and understand these characteristics and apply them to our everyday walk. Father, we desire the anointing to flow in this place, individually and in this church corporately. So help us, Holy Spirit, flow with you in the days ahead in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want to see the hands of everyone that's made Jesus Christ their personal Lord and Savior. Okay. All right. That's important.
Is there anyone here today that you need prayer for your physical body? And I prayed for you, Thomas, so you don't come up here. Amen? Okay, we're all good. Anything else? How many are visiting today? This couple. And he <laughs> introduced himself as Ozzy. I like that. And then he said, your name is... Oh, I thought you said Harriet. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. There you go. Walking progressive commercial. Where are you from? Carney. All right. Are you just visiting or? Okay, all right. Which church you go to in Carney? Because my son lived there and he went to a, where'd you go? Grace Fellowship. Okay, good. Well, yeah, this they do. And that's what we need more of here. So, Carney, pray for Norfolk. Amen. Anything else? Have a blessed week. Welcome.